Hey mamas, fall is right around the corner and I know what everybody in your house needs, a new pair of boots. Luckily for you, I found the perfect brand that has shoes for the entire family. Ones that are stylish, realistically priced, and great for everyday wear. The brand's name is Lugs. Lugs has been around since the 90s and they pride themselves on quality material and supreme comfort. The brand has never wavered with the passing of trends and one thing remains true, Lugs' distinctive style. They're comfortable, they're fun, you can wear them every day, they're so versatile, they're realistically priced, and let's be honest, who cannot use another pair of shoes? I love my boots from Lugs, I love my canvas sneaks that I wear to preschool pickups and drop-offs, soccer practice, the grocery store. I'm serious. They're for everyday wear. You can find them on lugs.com and to sweeten the deal, full-priced items are 30% off with code MIMOSA30. Go get your pair and let's get started with today's episode. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Mimosas with Moms podcast. I'm your host, Abby Williams. Today, I'm welcoming on Dr. Rachel Goldman. Dr. Rachel is a psychologist in New York City. She has a private practice as well as doing consulting and corporate wellness. Um, Dr. Rachel is a mom of a two-year-old little boy, and she's here to talk about work-life balance. She talks about how she makes it all work. She talks about some tips for you to make it all work. We talk about self-care, tips for distress, how to combat burnout, perfectionism, the list goes on. We cover so much in today's episode. And if it's not enough, go give Dr. Rachel a follow because her content is so good. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Rachel NYC. She's also on Twitter at ask Dr. underscore Rachel. And you can find her on her webpage, Dr. Rachel rachelnyc.com. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And if you do, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. Your support here on the podcast always means the world to me. And I so appreciate you being here. So let's get started. Cheers. Dr. Rachel, thank you for joining me on the Mimosas with Moms podcast. Welcome. Um, I'm so excited for you to be joining us here today because I think all of us mamas are looking for this quote unquote balanced motherhood. Um, We hear about it all the time, the work-life balance, you know, balancing things in the home. What does this look like? Is this achievable? We're going to talk about it. But first, tell me listeners a little bit about yourself. Great. Thank you so much for having me. So for everybody listening, I'm Dr. Rachel Goldman. I'm a clinical psychologist out of New York City, specializing in health and wellness, including stress reduction, um, preventing burnout, as well as eating behaviors and some other things. I'm also a clinical assistant professor in the Department of Psychiatry at NYU School of Medicine and do a lot of corporate wellness and other things. And I'm a mama. I have a little two and a half year old. Um, So yeah, I'm super excited to be here with you today to talk about this. 
Yeah, because, I mean, like, you're kind of in the trenches with all of us. These early years of motherhood, I feel like, are all-consuming. They are physically draining. They're mentally draining. They're emotionally draining. You've got this little person that is demanding of all of your needs because they can't do a whole lot themselves yet. Um, And you're a working mom. So, Rachel, tell us, like, how you kind of balance this motherhood work life? Such a great question. (laughs) And for everybody listening, I'm like pulling my hair like, ah, no, not really. (laughs) But it can sometimes feel like that. Yeah, I know. And even like when we have all the tools, like we still struggle with this too, you know, behind every parenting expert accounts or psychologist professional, we all struggle with these things. <laughs> it's so true. And I think something so important for people to remember is that we're all human, right. Right? right? We can't do it all. And we can't do it all at the same time. Yes. And if we do do most of the things, we probably need help, right? <laughs> so right. I think it's important to keep that in mind. And I like to be very clear and transparent with, with everybody that I don't do it all on my own. And I think, you know, I don't want to give a false um you know, make, make that assumption for people um, because it's it would be even more difficult if, if I did do it on my own. Not that it's impossible, you know, but it's very difficult. Right. So I think having support is huge. Um, I have a very helpful hands-on husband um, and we also do have help a few days a week um, that helps my little guy as well. But it is all about finding what works for you. And I think that's kind of the first question that people can ask themselves, right? Is like, how do I want to make this work for me? Because what what my life looks like is not what anybody else's looks like because it's my life, right? And and the balance that I want and look for is very different than what somebody else would want and be comfortable with. So we have to think about what we want that to look like for us because it's defined and looked like very different for different people. So I think that's the first thing to keep in mind. And then I think once we figure that out, we then have to remember not to forget about ourselves. Yeah. Right? So it's impossible to do, like we said before, everything, but we also have to really prioritize our self-care and you know that self-care can look like so many different things. It doesn't need to be an hour massage or an hour bubble bath. It can be finding these little pockets of time throughout the day to just breathe, to take right. a moment, you know, right. to stretch, to like lift our shoulders and drop them type of thing. Um, and I think that's really important. If we forget about ourselves, we're not going to be available, healthy or anything for anybody else, you know, n- not ourselves or or our children or partners or work or anything. So I think that's also really important to remember. I feel very fortunate that I work for myself so I can create my own schedule that works for me. So I do build in those times for myself. You know, I won't book, say, back-to-back appointments, but not everybody has the luxury of doing that. Right. Um, but that, but, But I think finding times, pockets of time throughout your day is possible. And if you feel like you're scheduled back-to-back, especially with Zoom calls and meetings these days, you know, there's things that we can all do by setting boundaries um, and asking for what we need. You know, it's many people and many employers understand that you can't be on video all the time. You know, maybe ask, can I turn my video off for this meeting? You know, is it necessary? Maybe take your call outside on a walk. 
I've, yeah. I've done that many times for some of my conference calls. I'm like, sorry, guys, this is the only time I'm getting outside today. Video off and I'm taking a walk. Um, I think, you know, those things we have to just be a little more creative these days, these, these days with working from home. But I think we have to keep all of those things in mind and then we can make it work for us. Right. Because I do. I think like, you know, there's so many moms right now who are burnout, um, especially after or during this pandemic. You know, 2020, we saw like a mass exodus of women from the workplace. Right. Um, so many women leaving um, to return home either because there wasn't that balance between work and home. Um, you know, and I think like, yeah, the just the demands that were put on women during that time. But now it's still kind of lingering, right? We're not really out of this pandemic yet. Um, we're going into a new school year. What does that look like? You know, there's still stuff going on. Um, and how can women, I guess, or the moms listening, keep going this way, right? Yeah. And not be so burnt out because I'm like, of course we're all burnt out. <laughs> right. We, and need it, a, we need normalcy to return. And, you know, it's making that support system hard. You know, maybe your parents were your support system, but they're elderly or, you know, whatever. You know, I think now that we have vaccinations, things might be a little bit easier. Um, but, you know, there's still like a lot of different challenges right now. And what can we be doing to, I guess, schedule in that time for self-care and prevent this burnout and help ourselves. Yeah. And I, and I think the key is, you know, that we, we actually can't keep going like this. Yeah, right. 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 Um, you know, like I often sometimes say, like just acknowledging, like, right. I can't, can't do this. Right. 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 And then it's like, okay, if we know we can't do this, what right. options do we have? Right. right. And, and everybody's options look a little different. Right. But I think going back to that basic idea of what is in my control, what, you know, focus on what is in my control. If I can't do this, what can I do? Right. Can I ask for help? Can I schedule that me time, that self-care, things like that? And I always like to go back to the basics, meaning let's first look at our routine. You know, we're moms, probably most of the people listening. Right. We probably don't sleep the best that we can because we have little ones, you right. know, and all these other things. But look at those key health behaviors. Look at our routine and ask ourselves how each of these things is doing in our lives. Kind of like have this check in with ourselves. And that's a good place to start, right? Like, right. Is your sleep impacted? Probably. Then what can you do maybe to help your sleep? You know, yeah. how is your eating behaviors, for instance? Like we all need fuel and nutrition. That's going to help us be, you know, calmer and happier and healthier in many ways. So like I would look at our basic routine and see what we can tweak to start making small changes. Because yeah. I think many times we think, and this is all humans, thinking right. all or nothing, right? Very common. Right. And we're like, well, if nothing is going right, I guess I have to change everything. <laughs> and that's really, really overwhelming. Yeah. And then nothing happens, right? Because it right. seems so overwhelming. We don't know where to begin. We procrastinate. We throw the towel in. We give up. But if we just take it step by step and think, what is one small thing I can do differently today? Maybe it's, you know what? While I'm taking a shower, I'm going to do some deep breathing. Yeah. Maybe while I'm washing my hands, right? Something we do all the time every every day. Right. 
use that, you know, we call that micro practices, something we're already doing, combine it with some kind of mindfulness activity. So we're taking a break because for many of us, we probably feel like we don't have time right. to do these things. But if we start really, really small, people don't realize that these small little pockets of time, the small moment that we take out of our day for us to breathe, maybe adds up all of a sudden our stress level, maybe it was here, you know, drops a little bit. Yeah. Right? And then every day we're bringing it back down. Yeah. That's what I call using our stress management techniques in a way that is preventative care. Yeah. When we don't need it, we do it every day to help prevent the stress from getting to a point that it's unmanageable. Yeah. So for the people listening that may already be feeling emotionally exhausted and burnt <laughs> out, you know, I would still say it's the same thing. Yeah. Start small, start slow, choose one thing today, even if it is, like I said, while you're washing your hands, breathe. While you're making the kids dinner or lunch or breakfast, do some breathing, do some imagery work, something like that to decrease your stress level and feel a little bit more relaxed. And then it's going to start adding up and having a big difference, a big change in how you're feeling and how you approach different situations. I love how you're like, you're stressing the importance of starting small and the basic self-care. You know, you kind of talked about making sure that you're eating, making sure that you're sleeping, you know, because I think that we talk about self-care and we get really hung up on that it needs to be our spa treatments or the mani-pedi or, you know, like these luxury things that so many of us don't have access to. Maybe you can't afford it right now. You can't afford a weekly mani-pedi. Um, maybe you don't have time for it. <laughs> you know, maybe it causes more guilt than self-care. You know, I was kind of having that with mani-pedis. I gave up mani-pedis a while ago because um, I would just sit in the chair and I would just look at the clock the whole time. It was very stressful for me. It was not enjoyable. Um, but you know what does help me and decrease my stress is making sure that my laundry basket is not overflowing. Right. And that sounds so silly. People are always like doing your laundry is not self-care. <laughs> that is not taking care of yourself. I'm like, for me, it really is. When I have yeah. an overflowing laundry basket with a family of six, I we have a imagine. lot of flipping laundry, a lot. And if I do not do my laundry every day, I get super stressed. And then Makes it sense. like snowballs into this whole thing for me. Right. So I make sure I stay on top of my laundry while I'm folding my laundry. I either put on some music and I like dance around the kitchen and fold my laundry and the kids get involved and they're folding with me. I'm teaching them something. We're making it fun. I'm moving my body or I'm, you know, maybe I'm folding during nap time and it's quiet and I do some breath work, you know, and so I feel like I'm killing a couple birds with one stone, right? Yeah. Where I'm staying on top of something that causes stress if I don't stay on top of it. And I'm using it as an opportunity to practice one of those mindful. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you said that. And I love that you consider doing your laundry as part of your self-care. Yeah. Because if we go back to like the basic definition of self-care, it's doing something for us that makes us feel good. Right. Right. And that could be anything. Right. And if we think about like the luxury stuff, <laughs> so maybe we do that maybe once a month, right. once a year, right? right? So what does that mean? We should do something that makes us feel good only once a year, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely so, not. <laughs> right. But we, 
we need to do things and find things that make us feel good every day. Every day yeah. So it's all about just finding what works for you. And for you, it's laundry. For somebody, it could be something something different. It could be a multiple, you know, of things right. as well. But it's figuring out what it is for you that works for you that's going to help you de-stress, feel good that you're taking time out of your day for you to prioritize you and your mental health and wellness, and then doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love that you so that you also couple the laundry with like the breath work or playing, you know, all yeah. of that adds to that stress management. Right? right. That is right there. You're lowering your stress level by right. doing the laundry and doing the breath work or playing and dancing. All of those things yeah. are going to make you feel better about yourself, your living environment, your overall wellness and everything. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you know, I can like go on and on about like my little laundry spiel, but (laughs) I've definitely, I've like talked about it on my Instagram page before and I've gotten a lot of backlash about it. Like that is not self-care. And I think that, uh, you know, we've kind of gotten to a place in like the self-care industry, whatever you want to call it, um, where people are so nitpicky on what is and what is not self-care, you know, where we're like, we need to stop telling moms that taking a shower is self-care. And obviously, like, you know, taking a shower is not enough to like fill up a mother's cup, right? Right. We're drained, we're exhausted, we have so much going on. Um, But I don't know. I feel like when I start my day, taking a shower, getting myself ready, putting on my makeup, like that's my me time that I have for me in the start of my day. That does take care of me. And so I think, you know, like there's a middle ground to these things, you know, and I just think like whatever works for you to decrease your stress, to take care of yourself, you know, that's what you should be doing. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think it's also how we do these activities, right? Right. So like laundry could be stressful for somebody else. Right. right? Exactly. Taking a shower (laughs) could be very rushed for somebody. And I get it. That maybe is not self-care, right? But taking time out of your day to shower, maybe to do some breath work or, you know, whatever, you're, you're setting aside time for you to do something that makes you feel good. If it doesn't make you feel good, that's something different, but it's, (laughs) I, I would think, Taking a shower probably makes most people feel good. But once again, if you're being rushed, if like, you know, you're doing a million things at the same time, your kids are right outside of your bathtub, you know, maybe that's not self-care. But setting aside time for you. And I think going back to those basic needs is so important because why do we eat? We eat for us. It is a selfish act that we need to do, but in a good way. Like right. I, I call it a healthy selfishness right? because we need to do it to be healthy. But yes, it's for me and only me. But if I don't do it, I'm going to be irritable. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be moody. I'm not going to have energy, all these things. Yeah. But if we go back to the basics, that's just a great place to start. If we don't know where to start, start with looking at your water intake, your movement or physical activity, your sleep, your food, and your stress management. Start there because those are self-care starters. It's a great place to start. It's setting aside time for you to do what you need to do that is going to have a direct effect on your mental health and wellness. Yeah. So for the mamas who are in the thick of it, they're in the trenches, they're feeling so overwhelmed, something's got to give, I feel like I'm breaking, I feel like I'm drowning, I'm in distress. What are the tips, I guess, to get out of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So first, for all of you, I want to just say that you're not alone. And this is hard. This is not easy. 
right? I think it's very easy to start thinking you're the only one Mm -hmm. or like, how am I going to get out of this? But you're not alone. This is a very, very tough time for most people. And, you know, I I think a good reminder is, you know, like what we see on Instagram and social media is not reality. It's a highlight reel. So I think, you know, to remind yourself of that as well. And then to think about right now, what is in my control, right? So outside factors, you know, out of our control, other people, other people's behaviors out of our control, but we can control our thoughts to a degree. Um, how we react or how we respond in our behaviors. So, you know, we can choose one thing today that we can do different for us. And like I said, maybe it's just breathing, you know, for for the moms that really feel like they don't have a minute to themselves, you know, use the time while you're doing these other things to breathe, you know, maybe even incorporate your children. You know, like I love teaching my little guy breathing exercises, you know, Um, When he gets kind of, you know, wild, I'm like, let's just take a moment and pause and breathe. Um, We do a lot of breath work in my house. (laughs) You can really tell when like your mom is a therapist, right? Yes, it's so true. (laughs) My my son has even said like, mommy, let's breathe. And I'm like, yes, good idea. (laughs) Um, But little things like that, if we don't feel like we have that time, you know, we we need to create it. And I also want to continue to stress the support. You know, I I think if we all think about it, we can identify at least one person in our life that we can turn to. And if we can't, there is support out there. There's resources for people who do feel like they're alone um, and don't feel supported. But I think it's important that we ask for help. There's no shame in asking for help. You know, I think we no- all need help, you know, absolutely. Like, uh, yeah. phrase like it takes a village, you know, but it that's really like is. generations ago, that's how women raised children. They right. had villages and now this modern motherhood, I feel like is so hard because you need to do it all on your own. We now are like dispersed from our village that will, you know, our right. family that we might be born into. And then you might go away for college. Then you might move even further for the job that you get and you're not with your community anymore and that feels really scary you know or like you don't have anybody or contributes to that aloneness but I think like you know building that community is so important and there's so many ways to do that you're so right um you know I have found when I was feeling my loneliest I joined a mom of preschoolers group a mops group and that's a Christian based um, thing but there's you know women of all different backgrounds that come um, and it's just a way for women to feel connected um, I know that there's different community centers that do stuff like that as well um, you know, there's the peanut app, you can get on the app and make a mom friend. Um, You know, and sometimes, you know, I found a mom through my daughter's preschool, where we would take turns once a week having a play date so that you could have your alone time. So you know, one week, I would have the kids back to my house. And one week, she would have the kids back to her house. And it was like two hours that you would get once a week, amazing you know of you time or I guess once every other week because we alternated weeks um you know like if you're able to do something like that with a friend there's just so many ways yeah to get creative and find that time and that support and you know 
you just you aren't alone I love that you said that because you aren't and it can feel so lonely especially when you feel like you're drowning yeah and I think especially even with with COVID you know for the past year even more so you know even if you did have your tribe or your community (laughs) or your people now all of a sudden we were forced to isolate ourselves right? right so I think you know even remembering that if you can't physically be with somebody FaceTime, you yeah. know, Zoom moment, you know, like, like I love seeing you right now, which, right. which I know nobody else sees us, but you and I <laughs> see each other. But, you know, having that connection yeah. reminds us that we're not alone. And That's I so think great. even just texting, you know, texting somebody like, hey, I'm thinking about you or, hey, like, I'm really feeling down right now. Like, can you give me a call? You know, kind of asking or not kind of, we, we need to, we need to ask for all you want or what we need, because nobody's a mind reader either. So and I think important. That's something, yeah, something that we all forget. We just assume <laughs> that, I mean, I even do it. I'm like, why does my partner, why does my husband not realize that, like, I want him to do this? Because I always do it. Why would because he, you Because men know? just are built differently. I don't yes, know. No, exactly. but it's so no, true. No, but it's we, true. <laughs> it is yes. true. But, but you know, but ask. we do, we get in that loop of, you know, if they cared about me, they would see me. They would see that like, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed and I'm right. doing so much. And they're just like walking in the door at the end of the day, doing nothing. Like what the heck, you know, but sometimes you do. conversation with my husband last night. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be very clear on, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed. And by the help. end of the day, right. I'm unraveling. How can we you know, balance the load? How can we delegate these different tasks differently? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes they're just so clueless of like, oh, I had no idea. That it's so like true. And, and, you know, I think it's because us moms are so good at I just know. making it work. We, we do, do what we have to do because we what do. other choice do we have? Right. <laughs> but I think we have to communicate what yeah. we want and what we need. And so, sometimes yeah. saying, you know what? can you do the bath tonight? Because I need to go take a walk. Can you do the yes. bath? Cause I want to rest, you know, yeah. and, and also keep in mind rest is productive. I think a lot of people also assume resting is being lazy, but it's not rest is very productive. We all need breaks and we need to yeah. recharge, but just saying, can you please do this tonight? So I can do this, you yeah. know? And I think we all know that when we take that time out of our day for us, we feel better and we're better able to present ourselves and be available to everybody else. It doesn't just benefit us. It benefits everybody. And remembering that also, you know, so, cause I think many people have that mom guilt or yes. guilt in general when we take time out of our day for us. But if we remember why we're doing this, you know, I, I say to myself all the time that I'm a better mom. I'm a better therapist to my clients when I take care of me. I'm a better yeah. wife to my husband, you know, all those things. Right. If I don't do these things for me, it's not good for anybody. Well, you're just like showing up as a depleted version of yourself. You know what I mean? And, and then you get mom guilt over that as well. Right. Right. Because now I'm not a present mom and I was angry and I'm a short patience, you know what I mean? And so it's just like this horrible loop. Um, get off of it. Give yourself permission to rest, to recharge, to take care of you. You are worth it. And, and you know, so as important. you were saying that, I was actually thinking of something else that I wanted to mention, Yeah, which is this good enough idea, yeah. right? That I, you know, I think all of us or many people strive 
to be, you know, perfect, say, whatever that means. Yes. And I think especially, well, because we're talking to moms, well, I'll say moms, but not just moms. I think anybody, we need to accept the good enough, right? Because like you just said that if if we don't do these things, we're going to show up depleted. But let's also remember, we don't need to show up and give us, give our all, all the time. Right. There are things that we can. I just told a client this today. Like, oh, yeah. You are allowed to not be perfect 100% of the time. You are worthy yes. even when you fall down. It's you are so worthy true. when you mess up. You're worthy when you make a mistake. You're worthy when, you, you know, you gave it 10% instead of 100%. Like right. your productivity and perfectionism doesn't make you the worthy person. You know what I mean? Like that's exactly. not the thing. Just you are worthy. Right. And we have to remember that because I think so many times I I remember hearing stories from friends before I had my son that they felt like they couldn't show up to work being the best employee and they couldn't be home being the best mom. Yeah. And I said, so what if you just be the best you? Yeah, you know, like because the like world just are, needs you. <laughs> exactly, you are good enough the way you are. Yes. You don't have to strive to be something you're not. When yes. nobody is perfect, right. and nobody can be perfect all the time either, right? If and we I think, think that it's to- just like a you know horrible cycle to be trying to chase. Also, as a mom who's modeling for little people, absolutely, you know what I mean. Like, and you're putting all we this pressure now up. on the next generation that that's how they need to show up. And let's right. just like let our humanness hang out a little. Exactly. All I the was. Time. Yeah, I was just <laughs> going to say actually, just like we need breaks, right? You know what? Like technology and machines also need breaks, right? Right. They, they need to be replugged in and charged, and so right. not, it's impossible to be perfect all the time. Once right. again, whatever perfect means, I I don't believe there is such a thing. As perfect, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> right. But but I think that's a really good reminder for people too when when you're struggling and when mm. you're really in the heat of it, just take a step back and be like, what can I do a little bit less of? Yes. You know, what is good enough? Because good enough actually is enough. And just accept that. I love that, Rachel. Thank you for sharing that part because I think I need to hear that sometimes. I'm like, I just said this to a client in session today and like, I still need to hear it. You know what I mean? And like, we do. We do. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, like, it doesn't matter if you're the parenting expert, the therapist, the professional behind these accounts, these, you know, whatever. Um, We all struggle with these things. You know, we all live in this modern motherhood that is hard. (laughs) It's hard. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, So, Rachel, thank you so much for sharing that. Tell my listeners where they can find you. Yeah, so thank you. Um, so I'm on Instagram as Dr. Rachel NYC. And if you remember that, it's easy to find me in other places. So my um, website is also drrachelnyc.com. My email is drrachelnyc at gmail.com. And my Facebook is also drrachelnyc. So you can find me at any of those places. I always like to remind people that Instagram, email, etc is not therapy, right? but I love to hear from people. Please reach out, connect, say hi. And if you do have a question, if I can't answer it, I'm always happy to point you in the right direction, provide resources, information, or support whenever I can. Yeah. 
I know, Rachel, I love following you on Instagram. You are creating amazing content and such a wonderful space for all people. Um, So thank you. And I'm so happy to have connected with you over there. Thank you for connecting with me here as well. And cheers to the good enough mother. Yes. And thank you so much. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers to that. Yes. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you.